Hello, you're very welcome to the 99% podcast. You're Lucy Daily. And you're Michael McAndrew. We're uh, still doing that. Still doing that. <laughs> oh, it seemed cool when we were 17. Yeah. Now it's when we were bit, creating the it, greatest podcast on our... Yes, and now when the podcast comes out twice a year, and it's like kind of hard to argue that it is the greatest podcast on earth. But you know what? Good things come in infrequent doses. Yeah, that's true. So I guess that's what we are now. We are the greatest podcast on earth, and you really have to wait to hear us. Yeah, we're like anything that's... Uh... Anything that's great. You I know. went back to visit our uh, secondary school on Friday, and a few of the teachers asked me if the 99% was still going. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, what did you say? No. I was like, well, <laughs> no. sort of, but, you know, I have other podcasts now, and I made the yeah. mistake of where I go, where's the damn sequel t-shirt that day, so. Oh, nice. It just sort of was obvious. <laughs> so you have a whole load of new listeners on, uh, <sighs> on your new pod? I know, I hope not, I hope not. So, um, yeah, lose new pod. Where's the damn sequel? It's been around for two years. Two years, basically. I've sort yeah. of rebranded it to make it popular recently. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've sort of made it interesting and uh, started promoting it better and having a more wider variety of guests on, better quality of audio and such. Yeah, to attract new listeners, make it more profesh. But every now and then we That's can come back to, to the real podcast that matters. The ninety-nine percent. As always, we were always back to discuss the rest an of important us. event. On this occasion, it's the European and local elections. 2019. Yeah. yeah. We essentially only record podcasts now for elections because that's when... That's when there's stuff to to moan about. Yeah. People yeah. to make fun of and stuff to moan about. Exactly. So that's we have three it. three things we need to talk about. We need to talk about EU. Yes. Local. Yes. And referendum. Oh, Jesus, do we have to do the referendum? No. We can do it right now and get it over <laughs> with. So it's a referendum on changing the conditions of getting divorced in Ireland. I think so, So that yeah. you won't have to wait four years of separation to get divorced. You'll have yeah. to wait two years. Yeah. And probably some other crap too. Yeah. I don't know anything about it. I know that Fine Gael well, want me to vote yes. And no one has asked me to vote no except the like Iona Institute. Like people who people who don't, don't believe in divorce believe in as divorce. a concept. Yeah. So I guess I'll vote yes. Well, yeah. I mean, it's kind of... But I assume that most no people brainer, won't know like, what to vote. Like, we, Yeah, they either won't know what to vote or like the only people who... I reckon the only people who will vote in it are the people who are just anti Divorce. Divorce. I think it'll, so it might be quite close, actually. It could be quite like close. It might have a turnout of 500 people, and it'll be, you know, 270 <laughs> yeses to, you know, 230 noes, something like yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense to vote yes, though, so. I just vote yes on most things. The last thing I voted no on was the um, change in the age of the president to minimum age of 18. Oh, yeah. I voted no to that. And so that we can. And uh, it failed. We, we can prevent a certain individual yes. from running for president. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Sorry, Andrew, that we know right now would <laughs> former, run. Former uh, guest of the podcast. <laughs> um, no further information will be provided. No. Um, Shane Kelly we're talking about, of course. Of course. Shane is a madman when it comes to, uh, he'll run for anything. He'll run for anything. He's such a confident public speaker that he'll just run for anything just so he can get up and, and make a speech. Especially now that he's over in the United yes, States exactly. of America. Now, this, by the way, folks, executive producer Shane Kelly, currently in the United States of America. Yeah. He went over to work on the early sort of Donald Trump 2020 campaign, the early mm -hmm. stages of that. He's going around canvassing, letting people know all the good work that President Trump has been doing, especially along the Mexico border. So Shane's been mostly in like the Southern California region, sort of letting those people know about how their economy is actually being improved by Trump's kind of cracking down on the free flow of immigration. Yes. And I think Shane's doing some really important work. So we'll hear from him Fight Fighting the good fight. Fighting the good fight, and he's going to crush all those um, cultural Marxists like uh, your Bernies and your Betos and your Peace uh, 
Buttigieg. Is 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 uh, Beto? Um, Beto's almost pulled out. He's like very close. Also, is he a cultural Marxist? Well, if I, uh, he's not, but I don't think no. anyone's. I think cultural Marxism yeah. is meaningless. <laughs> so, by the standards of Fox News, yes, he fair, is. Fair, fair. Yeah. By the standards of Fox News, like Jason Bateman is a cultural Marxist. I mean, it's it doesn't mean <laughs> anything. It's just a fancy. It's just a way of saying liberal that makes you sound like you know what you're talking about. Uh, yeah. It was invented by the Jordan Petersons and Ben Shapiro's of the world to convince us all that they are of greater intellectual ability than us, even mm. though it means literally nothing. Interesting. That's but another thing we need to talk about is... Uh, incels? Uh, yeah, let's talk about incels. <laughs> 99%. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, so anyway, vote yes in the referendum because we uh, know so much about it. And, and we are, so we've both been, it. but Michael and I have both got divorced several times. Yes. So. Divorced from... And trust me, being separated for four years without being able to get a divorce is bad. It's bad. It's a bad thing. It's like, very bad. what if thing was bad? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> All right. So next up, uh, uh, the locals. Let's do locals because yeah. locals we can't. We're not going to like go into detail on like the Galway West candidates. No, because there's no point. And I don't know all of them. We vote in different constituencies now. So in the yeah. past, we could kind of go deep on Galway West, but now I'm voting in Ballymun, Finglas. Oh, you're not voting in Sligo. No, my parents are voting in Sligo. Cool. You're voting in Galway West. Yes. And so it's it's weird like it's interesting although I probably should have changed my constituency you probably to like should have dub, uh, what would it be it'd be you would be in <clears throat> interesting I th- maybe it'd be Dublin Bay South Dublin Bay South Southwest yeah I think so um, see so, yeah I'm not sure Ranala, I know a friend no, of mine a friend, of mine, a friend of mine is, is voting in, in Ranala local election constituency but you're in Milltown uh, yeah it's kind of hard to tell actually I think it's probably borderline. Yeah, I think you're probably. You know what? It's not worth looking into. No, because you're voting in Galway anyway. But Galway. yes, no, I'm voting in Ballymun. The yeah. interesting thing is that DCU is in a different constituency to my house. There's only five. They're five minute walk. Oh, that's gas. So yeah. DCU is in Las Nevin Cabra. My house is in Ballymun Finglas. Yes. So on the row and one side of DCU, the side I actually walk home on is in Whitehall. So I'm in the middle of three constituencies. So if I walk one way, I see posters for, uh, you know, uh, Andrew Montague for Labour. If I walk one way, I see posters for Kirsten Gilliland for Labour. And if I walk a third way, I see posters for, uh, I don't know, some other one. So it's it's very confusing. Hmm. Um, but yes, I know, I, I know where I'm voting. I know who I'm voting for. Um, and that's important. That's something. How, uh, how many seats? How many seats are there? Okay, so Ballymun Finglas, I think, is a f- f- seven-seater. Um, I did actually spend a. L- I went like I, oh, I, I did a lot of research on this. Dublin City Council. Um, I figured out exactly like how I can strategically vote, um, for parties and such. But now I've forgotten all of it. Right. So these are the Dublin constituencies. We got Artane Whitehall, yep. which is basically like up. The other end of DCU. Yep. Ballyfermish, Dreamna, Ballymun, Finglas, where I'm voting, Cabraglass, Nevin, which is on the other end of DCU, Clontarf, Donamede, Kimma, Rathmines. Okay, maybe that's where you'd be. North Inner City, Pembroke, Southeast Inner City, Southwest Inner City. Southwest Inner City, no, I don't think you'd fit in there. A Southwest Inner City goes to like. That's madness. That goes to like Phoenix Park and Chapel Lizard. And then, so I think I think Kimma, Kimma's Rathmines, 
goes Rathmines West, Terenure. That sounds like your area there. Yeah. I think that's where you'd be. Okay, so I'm in with, yeah, Rathgar, Terenure. So then your counselors would be, your counselors would be, um, uh, oh, they've redrawn them since last time, so it's different. But but roughly your counselors would sort of be Crean and Nidalig, Ray McHugh, Rebecca Moynihan, okay. Catherine Arda. They sound familiar? Yeah. Right. And then mine here are um Nolene Wright. Yeah, we've we've we're one, two, three, four, five, we're seven seeders. So we've got one labor, one Finafall, one Finnegale, two labor, sorry, two labor, one Finnegale, two Sinn Fein, one Finafall, and one people before profit. Right. So that's a left leaning constituency that I'm in. I mean yeah. it is Ballymun. You'd expect it so. Yeah. Finnegale the T- our councillor for Finnegale was Noel Rock. He is now a TD. Yes. So he co-opted his Finnegale colleague, uh, Norma Salmon. She's not running take, again. Yeah. Okay. So we have somebody else going now. Interesting. But I frankly would be I, I wouldn't be surprised if Finnegale didn't get a seat in Ballymun. I think Noel Rock yeah. was a was a distinctly popular Finnegale person. Yeah. I think that the random Finnegale guy that's running now, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't get a seat in Ballymun because sure. I don't feel that there's any real Finnegale energy in the area at all because mm. it's like a very working class area yeah. and I don't think anyone here likes Finnegale. No. Um, Interesting. That's pretty cool. We have two Sinn Féin seats and two Labour seats, one okay. before profit. So that's those are all up for grabs. So we have two Sockdowns people running here as far as I know. Okay. Interesting. One of them put up some comments in the in the Social Democrats members Facebook group that convinced me very quickly not to vote for her. Okay. I mean, regarding her love of uh, Jordan Peterson and her uh, her huh. agreement of his views on certain social issues, uh, I was kind of turned <laughs> off by that. So um, care to share those? Lee? <laughs> uh, no, because I don't want to misquote her, and I don't have them here in front of me. That's fair. But. I tweeted I tweeted a screenshot before, so you can go look for them in my Twitter. Um, so I, I I probably yeah it doesn't matter. I'm not going to tell people who I'm voting for, but sure. Okay. It's a, it's a nice constituency to be yeah. in, and we have we have some left candidates, and that's all. Good, um, so. Yeah, we've got a five seater, okay. Connemara South, I believe. Connemara, oh, you're in Connemara. South. I'm in Connemara oh, South. Oh, Sugar Galway County. Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, who yeah. your councillors are. So yeah, so I at the moment, the uh, candidates contesting the, or it's. It's it's a it's a twelve, it's a twelve. Yeah, it's a, it's a five seater. So yeah. there are so we have pork macaroni. Well, Jill, that's that's a that's a that's a fierce spittle name. So just give the first names. Just give the first names. Uh, Anne Flaherty, <laughs> McDara Hosty, Dahi O'Coolan. Oh, I uh, saw McDara Hosty on the way to Barnet. Yeah, Martin yeah. Lee, Noel Thomas, uh-huh. Christor Branagh. Nice. Patrick Feeney, Kevin O'Hara, Alistair McKinstry. Wait, wait, wait. Is that the Patrick Feeney? Who's the Patrick Feeney? The guy who runs every election and the guy who used to work for Aer Lingus and he holds a little sign drawn in marker on Shop Street. Uh, no, it must be a different one because that Patrick Feeney is, is running in Galway Central. Yeah. Most, yeah. No, that Patrick Feeney is definitely running in Galway it's Central. It's a very popular name. Because yeah. uh, there is a guy Galway. called, there's a real <coughs> character in Galway called Patrick Feeney who I love. Uh, that would be gas if we had two Patrick Feeney's on the Galway County Council. But I don't think my Patrick Feeney is going to be getting elected anytime soon. He typically gets like less than 30 votes. (laughs) Uh, Alistair McKinstry, Thomas Mm O'Connor, whatever, and Sean F. O'Driscoll. Nice. Haven't got a clue I'm going to vote for yet. Good. Um, Which is always a good thing. Yeah, it's always a good thing a week out from the election. The thing, well, the thing with councillors is it's very hard to... um, 
It's always very hard to come up with a decision. Yes, because they're very low stakes. (laughs) They're very low stakes. They're not really given all that much of a platform because Mm. there's so many of them and there's so many constituencies and so many councillors all around the country. Yeah. And I'm not kind of active enough in my local community to know any of them personally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? That's me in Dublin as well. Yeah, so it's kind of like... So it's more just party affiliation and... And, like, poster design. <laughs> Pretty much. And, like, yeah, what they write on their... What they write on their... On their little leaflet Yeah, exactly, things. yeah. And that does help with an independent. That makes a huge difference for me. Yes, 100%. Because, well, I mean, it's easy to tell very quickly if you look at someone's flyer whether they mention the environment or if they yeah. mention supporting the right to the unborn. Like, it's kind of... You can tell pretty yeah. quickly what type of person if, they if, are. If they actually care about... Um, Tommy um, Houlihan's not running again in Galway, and I'm really upset. Um... Oh no! <laughs> who's going to Who's going to talk about Bull and Bunkin? I, I to be honest, I do miss seeing his mustached face his around mustache the place. Face was a treat to the uh, eyes. It was fantastic. I don't want so a great. Galway council. Okay, in fairness, he he wasn't elected either time he ran, so no. I, I can see why he lost faith. Yeah, but who is running with with solidarity in Galway West? Um, do they have a candidate? Oh, they do. They have a new guy. They have uh, a fellow called. Uh, oh no, they don't. They don't. That's very upsetting. Yeah, there's no, there's no one from Solidarity running in Galway West. In um, really, no. Nope. So Tommy obviously was like the one guy, and he's not running again. Wow. Tommy Roddy is running though. Tommy Roddy is running third time. Third time lucky is his. He's re, he's recycling his, his old. Uh, are his uh, posters? Um, they're the same. Topping, well? Are they topping the polls? Just yeah, like the they are topping the polls. <laughs> he's, uh, no, he's using the same ones as last time, which is funny because he just looks completely different now. Like he's got a beard and he doesn't on the posters, and it's just kind of funny. Um, so but he's funny. yeah, it's you know what he's saving. He's not wasting materials by re- by reusing posters. I respect that. Yeah, um, that's fair. Otherwise. We've got in Galway West, Cahill O'Conquer, the uh, the incumbent Sinn Féin councillor is going again, former jazz teacher, I think. Um, right. We've got John Connolly from Fianna Fáil. He was the guy who narrowly lost the second doll seat in 2016. Yep. Um, he's running for council now. Uh, John Crowley is running for the Sock Dems in the West. Patrick Feeney is running. Pierce Flannery is running again. Cloda Higgins is running for Fine Gael. She is running for Hildegard's seat on the council. She yep. is the um, sister of Lorraine Higgins, and she looks exactly like her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you've got your Darius Ivan is running, and he's he used to edit the paper, the crack in Galway, the little pamphlet with the pictures of the nightclubs. Oh, yeah. He's running for uh, independence for Galway West. Nice. Peter Keane is running for Fianna Fáil. Peter Keane is a person who spearheaded campaigns to stop people drinking at Spanish Arch uh, on the council and to create those bylaws. And, wow. And I will say with all due respect, Deputy Keane, uh, <laughs> fuck you, <laughs> Councillor Keane, fuck you. Um, how dare you try to stop us from drinking at Spanish Arch? That's um, fair. That's genuinely, true. like, I don't consider that antisocial behaviour. No. I consider that the thriving heart of Galway's social life, like, to what? be honest. Yeah. Um, I mean, there should be an exemption there. There should be an exemption place Spanish that's not... he, he put in an exemption for the races and the arts festival. Did he now? Which is so sneaky and so corporate to be like, oh yeah, we'll make an exception when there's loads of tourists around, but we won't when like 18, 19 year olds want to go drinking in the afternoon in the sun Yeah, uh, in April. Uh, we won't make an exception. Huh. <sighs> Whatever. Um, Interesting. Donal Lyons is running again, the king of Notre Cara. 
<laughs> and uh, Nan McNeilish is running again. Yes. The, our brave, our brave mayor. Our very brave mayor. Our brave he's, mayor. He's a. Uh, he's still the mayor. A good Samaritan. He's a. He's a mayor. He he's still mayor. the mayor. I think. Yeah. Uh, when this is a new mayor, mayor changes of, in June, so he is. Still yes. The mayor. Yeah, he's still technically the mayor. Fair play to him. What a a a uh, a hero. He's a hero. Unsung hero. Um, but Joel Lyons is the king of Not Kara, so. <laughs> Says it on his posters. Does it say it? Okay. <laughs> um, but to, and uh, yeah, so that, that's Galway. But who cares about Galway? Um, yeah, doesn't uh, matter. Uh, did you hear about the um, the guy who's running for uh, county council in Carlo? No. Uh, he is a an optometrist. Oh yeah, Carlo so he, Town. He said, he said, "Don't vote for me. I don't really care." Yeah. And I have been told by people from Carlo that um, he's pretty much, he's a very high chance of actually getting a seat. Yeah. Because he's like super well known. That's, he knows exactly what he's doing. Like he got, yeah, he got yeah. national coverage yeah, from yeah, doing yeah, that yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, I think people will respect that sort of behavior because it's very anti-establishment. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, for sure if he's, I don't know what his politics are like. Um, but if he's well known and well liked, then you can get away with that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. So uh, fair play to him. Fair, fair play, play to him. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the local elections. That's that's it. I that's pretty much it. Nothing yeah. to say about it because they're so specific that. Yeah, that it's kind of hard to talk yeah. about them. Whereas in general, what I love about thing. Europe is how broad they are. <laughs> Weird fact is that my friend who lives in Kildare, less than an hour from DCU, yeah. is voting in the same constituency as my parents and your parents and yeah. you Absolutely. over on the West Coast, and that's mad. Yeah, And I'm voting in Dublin. That's crazy. That's the fucking Midlands Northwest is so big. It's massive. It is so large. Like half of our, half the candidates are from like Drogheda and yeah. Dundalk. It's like it covers Lauf. that area up to Donegal, down to Clare. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe not Claire. I think Claire's in the South. But it's absolutely bonkers. It's, it's yeah. mad. Yeah. Um, um, so, yeah, we've got some very interesting candidates this year as well. Yeah, so Midlands Northwest, you have a couple of our favourites. For example, Fidel Mahili. Yeah, yes. that's our first um, right here. She's yeah. my, my number one always in my heart. The wifi, <laughs> the wifi password. Sorry, Lou, you have to say Dr. Fidel Mahili Eames. Doctor very important. Fidel Mahili Eames. Dr. Senator Fatal Mahili Eames. She has a doctorate, a PhD in education. It's child, early childhood education or something? Or early childhood education. And she's a doctor. She's a doctor in that. Um, Fatal Mahili Eames, of course, would be a wonderful ambassador she's in Europe. She's pro-life. Very much so. I don't know what she wants to be in Europe for. It's kind of irrelevant to everything she's interested in. She doesn't seem particularly passionate about refugees or Brexit or anything. She's just sort of like, oh, whatever. Um, y- she just wants yeah. She, yeah, she's just she retired and now she's back. I think she just wants to go to Europe to abolish all abortion from any yes. EU country. That's really what she wants. Well, to there do. you go. I hope we go. Wish her. I wish her good luck. Um, yeah, absolutely. She uh, recently, um, uh, somebody asked her on Twitter about whether she actually paid a contractor. Um who was working on her house yes. who she hadn't paid oh someone asked her on Twitter yeah she like, said screenshot she, taken yeah. apologize in 10 minutes or my lawyers will be in contact yeah <laughs> 10 minutes yeah even though they only asked a question they never actually said anything and even remotely libelous yeah they were just asking yeah 
I wonder if uh, we talk enough about her on this podcast will and she, send it to yes, her. Will she, she like will she ask, ask ask us to she take it down? I think Cease she will. and desist. Yeah, I think she will. I hope she does. Please take down um, this podcast, Fidelma. Dr. Fidelma. Somehow Fidelma Halim's not actually the worst <clears throat> candidate. Um, no. No, because we do have our old friend, our old friend Pete. Peter Casey. He's back. He's back. He's back, ready back, to... Bang with a bang. I'm Peter Casey. I'm the mattress man. Um... <laughs> He's back and he's ready to murder some uh, figures in the polls. Yes. Um, he's a great guy. Um, See, what happened, what Peter Casey was, he got a bit of an ego because he got 21% yeah. of the votes in the presidential and well, now he's going to run for everything. Do you think he's going to get it? I think he will. I think he will, He's yeah. polling in fifth place. <clears throat> I think he's going to get it, though. Yeah, um, I think he he's will. He's polling just behind... He's polling just behind. I don't remember. Actually. actually, what have we got in the polls at the moment? I'll get them up for you now. Yeah. Um, um. So yeah, I mean, Peter Casey's kind of running a. He's running a campaign of. Uh, well, I don't really know what he's running a campaign of. A mostly, mostly, uh, an immigration-based campaign. Yeah. Where he's kind of like, there are illegal immigrants in our country, mm-hmm. and we can't afford for them to live here um, sorry Peter but that makes absolutely zero sense because yeah. I mean if you're an illegal immigrant here you can't have a PPS you basically can't get a real job so you're not going to be making any money so you're not going to be like evading much tax and you can't claim social welfare so sorry mm-hmm. mate no uh, right let's see <laughs> yeah, very true um, where's those, where are these damn poles um, living in our country that's where they are uh, <laughs> times. This couldn't be that hard to get uh, up on the computer, honestly. Yeah. Um, I'm going to trust that you managed to get them up. All right, here we go. Got them, got them, got them. Okay. okay. So we have got ourselves in the West. Yes. 26% for Maureen McGuinness. This is a person yeah, who I've, I've no, never heard her speak, and I don't know who she is or what she does. She's the vice president of the EU parliament. Is she? Yes. Oh, fair play to her. Um, I know that she supports Article 13, the meme ban. Yeah, she does, yeah. Which I don't know if you, how you feel about that in a broader sense. but I feel like it's a really, really stupid article. Yes. It's and uh, there's a lot of people who are completely uninformed on that. Yeah. And it's because it's because a lot of the people who are MEPs yeah. are older and they don't understand how the internet works. So, Maureen McGuinness's 26% is huge. Is that just a sort of... Oh, she's the she's the competent Finnegan person, and we we are Finnegan in the West. That's kind yeah. of her thing, and it's it's kind of like, oh, yeah, she'll make sure the cap is grand. Yeah, fair enough. Cap fees and blah blah blah. So then, you know, Ming is at sixteen percent. Yeah, I thought Ming topped the poll the last time. I think he did in twenty fourteen. I think he did. Yeah, but I, I, Ming's just not been on TV that much because he's been in Europe, so we haven't yeah. seen as much of him. I suppose it doesn't feel like a revolutionary he's always, vote. He's always a good man for. Uh, I don't for, have, for promoting himself. I don't have hugely strong feelings on he, Ming. I, I think, so Ming is insane, but he's, yeah. um, the thing about Ming is he actually kind of knows his shit. He seems like, like a smart guy. Yeah. And, um, he's not a total Gambian, like sort of. <laughs> he always has a tent at the plowing championships. Oh yes. Which is great. He, my parents saw him there in Sligo Town a few weeks ago. He's, he's a bit on the old like, Animal welfare, not the best in my opinion, but oh, sure, really? neither are any of the parties. Yeah. He's no worse than your average Sinn Féin person, to be honest. Um, speaking of which, at 14%, Matt Carthy is there. Uh, <sighs> I, like I like Matt Carthy. I like nah, him. I don't like him at all. Just him individually? Yeah. <laughs> yeah he 
Williams. I don't like him like as much I, as I'm, I'm much more I mean, Lynn Boylan in terms of the type of Sinn Féin candidate that I like is much more the Lynn Boylans of the world. Yeah. I really like Lynn Boylan, um, who's yeah. running in Dublin. But you also like Sinn Féin. I like so. Sinn Féin in general, but I like Lynn Boylan yeah. as the type of Sinn Féin I'm inclined towards. Okay. Matt Carthy, not so much. But yeah. I have met him and he's very nice and I have no problem with him. Okay. Um, and frankly, this constituency is a bit dire. So yeah, it is. I don't have it's gas. Huge beef with them. <laughs> As eleven percent, we have former Rosa Trulli, Maria no. Walsh, an individual so unfathomably unqualified for yeah. this job that it's not even funny. Yeah. Um, she's never held any form of political office, and she studied fucking journalism at NUIG, as far as I know. Um, her video is great. I haven't seen her yeah, campaign ad. It's it's like here's a story of my life, and it has like a little act- an actress playing her as a little girl and stuff. Like it's very she she is spending a lot of money yeah. on the promotion stuff, but she's just not a. I don't understand why she wants to be in European Parliament. She hasn't addressed those things. I saw her yeah. speak in DCU about three months ago at an event. It was the Law Society had an event about sort of. Um, it was during Pride Week, so it was about sort of gay rights and the law in Ireland, and it had David, David Norris herself and a few others. And she was being interrogated by people in the audience about Fine Gael's hypocrisy when it comes to yeah. social equality and, <clears throat> in an economic sense, contradicting their sort of social liberalism when it comes to gay rights and, and stuff like that. Yep. And she literally said, I can't answer your question more than once she said that. And everyone was a bit sort of, oh, but yes, you were running for Europe. And she hasn't doesn't seem to have improved her ability to answer questions. I haven't been watching any of the debates or anything, but I've seen nothing from her actual campaign that would suggest that she's got much knowledge of what goes on in the European Parliament. And there's a lot to be said for someone who can't say why they're... Yeah running with the party that they're running for. Yeah, it seems like she's just uh, Mairead McGuinness running mate who'll get her preferences and they picked someone who's a minor celebrity. So yeah. people will be like, ah, sound, whatever, number two. Yeah. And it'll look good because she's... Uh, she has been getting quite a lot of backlash though just because mm. she's running as a Fine Gael And it just candidate. doesn't seem to make much sense considering the sort of personality she carved out for herself as like, I, I hijacked the Rose of Tralee as a gay woman and mm. then made it about that and yet then runs for the centre-right party. It's yeah. not the best look for her. 100%. Uh, 9% we have Peter Casey and I fully think that him and, Mar- and Maria Walsh are going to swap figures and he's going to get in. Yeah. I see that. I'd agree. I think his 9% polling is, in fact, I'd say he'll beat Matt Carthy as well. I think he'll probably get somewhere in the fifteen percent. Yeah, yeah. I, don't I mean, he's got like completely unrealistic to think that people who say they'll vote for Peter Casey is the total number of people who will vote for Peter Casey. There'll yeah. always be people who will lie, and then will vote for Peter Casey. He's running in literally the perfect constituency. He's running in the perfect well. constituency. He's covering the Midlands. He's covering Donegal. Yeah. That's where all of the, uh, let to be honest, the bigots live. Um, yeah. So, I mean, there are bigots in Dublin too, but. Not not quite to the same degree. Um, but the people who are going to vote for him place. just because they hate politicians. Yes, that as well. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, he's a successful businessman. Uh-huh. No, he's going to get in. I'm I'm quite sure of it. And it's weird because I feel like he, wa- he wants to be a TD. Yeah, because he was like, oh yeah, I'm running in the next general election. So now and he's didn't what? he say, I'm going to run in every yes, constituency? he was going to run in every constituency. Can you do that? No, he was going to run basically a bunch of random kids in every constituency with yeah. his face on the poster. Yeah. So it should be like, vote for Michael McAndrew of the Peter Casey party. Right. And it would be a picture of the kid with Peter Casey. Maybe not a kid, maybe like, but like some minor person with Peter Casey. And it would be a vote for Peter Casey so that he'd ha- he'd be in parliament, King Peter, with his 12 TDs. 
and they just follow his. They he'd be the whip of his own party. It's pretty sort of like the Healy Rays are doing now, where there's like two of them, and there's two more running, and then there's going to be two more running. And yeah, uh, it's it's an interesting plan and for domination. In the South, independent for domination. Number one for but Danny Healy Ray. <laughs> If, and the people in the north if, vote number one <laughs> for Michael. For Michael here. If Peter Casey gets elected to the European Parliament, is he still going to run for general election? I guess he will. I'd say he probably will, yeah. Because it, it, it it's more relevant to what he wants to be yeah, a TD. This is he just like, more. this is his warm-up. This is just to get, his warm-up he, to get on He TV, absolutely like, yeah. loves campaigning as yeah. well. I mean, who tell. wouldn't? Who and wouldn't? Then, <laughs> and then the guy on 8% in this, um, the guy on 8% in this <clears> constituency <throat> is literally someone I've never seen. I don't know who he is. He's okay. a man, an old man with glasses and grey hair. Oh my god! So this guy is my neighbour. Who is he? This is uh. Is he the Labour candidate? Uh, this is uh. What's his name? Um. Is he the Fianna Fáil or the Labour? Dermot Mulcahy, is it? Is it Dermot Mulcahy? No, this guy's not Dermot Mulcahy. Oh, sorry. Oh, never mind. Uh, oh, I have no ge- idea. is this um? I genuinely Brendan know. Smith, is it? It must be. I genuinely don't know who this man is. He oh, is. Uh, Patrick Green. I, I genuinely don't know who he is. Is he the Fianna Fáil guy? Which guy? This guy on the right. That's Brendan Smith, yeah. Who's he? Is he Fianna Fáil? He is uh, Fianna Fáil. Yes, okay, that makes sense. Yep. And he's pulling below. Because like, it's like yeah. it's so hard to pick four people. Yeah, exactly. It's like, okay, you pick Ming. You pick Ming and you pick Sinn pick, Féin, but that's... And then you pick Murray McGuinness, maybe. Midlands doesn't seem like a constituency and that would have like, two left candidates. Could vote for Michael O'Dowd, renew a candidate. He's crack. Oh, yes. He's gas crack. I'm sure, he's great. He loves immigrants, and not. he doesn't want children to be taught. He wants sex education in schools to be optional. Yes, or um, or, or just non-existent. Uh, there's Dilip Mahapatra. Have you heard about this dude? I I did. He's yes. a doctor. Yes, he's a bit of crack. He just seems a bit. Oh, he hasn't got a clue. Like he just doesn't seem to be to be want to be in Europe at all. No, <laughs> he hasn't got a clue what's going on with his life. Um, um, but yeah, oh yeah, so yeah, Dirma Mulcahy, mm. he's a neighbor of mine, and he's running. Mm-hmm. It's really funny. I'd say he'll get about 10 votes. I don't he's know why he's- a business advisor. Is he, yeah? <laughs> Sounds like someone you'd know. <laughs> he's a Michael type of person. He's a Michael he's kind a, of person. He's a real Michaelan person. He's a real Michaelan person, I'll give you that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I definitely won't be voting for him. Uh, poor him. I don't know. Like nobody knows who he is. Like no, no, that's fair. Okay, like maybe if he's running for uh, councillor, I know that makes sense. Okay, Ireland South. Let's go. <laughs> Ireland South. We got Sean Kelly on eighteen percent. Well, of course, Classic. Uh Sean Kelly is Ex, you know uh, GAA. He's just like a lad who everyone president. likes. He looks like my grandfather, and I'm sure my grandfather votes for him. I'm like whatever. Everyone votes for him. Sean Kelly is a friendly face. He's a friendly face. I don't know what he does in Europe, but everyone seems to think he's a nice man. So. He's a voice for the people. I've he's seen... qua- he's pretty qualified, to be fair. Yeah, he is. And he ran the GAA. He seems fine. I don't... For a while. If Interas Finnegale MEPs go, I don't have any beef with him, really. Yeah. And then at 14%, we have Leah. What did Leah get in the presidential? Like nine? Nine. Okay. She didn't do well. She did horrendously bad in comparison to what Considering the she saying. had the entire party behind her and a poster on every poll and Peter Casey had no posters. Peter Casey had no posters, like Leah's no face nothing. was completely all over the country for yep. three weeks. So if she didn't get do well in the she Europe had now, she'd be pretty... tons of Sinn Féin money. Yeah. She had... Uh, She's using the same uh, photo as well, which is funny. She is. Well, why, why take another one? I suppose. I mean, she should reuse the posters probably, but the problem is they say like they, a president for Ireland yeah. on them. 
They shouldn't have done that. They, they should have thought ahead. Should have just painted over. They them. shouldn't. Yeah, they should. Maybe because it'd be a waste of. I, I, when she ran for president, there was no real need to put the word president on the posters. They could have just had her and been like, "Vote number one, Leah Naria, MEP," and then some generic slogans. Yeah, that they could recycle them now. For when she inevitably lost, because like it's they were hardly going to think. They were hardly thinking. They're going to win. Oh, yeah, yeah, she's going to win. Sinn Fein aren't the no. best at thinking about like maybe we should recycle our posters a year from now. <laughs> it's not really their strong suit. No. 13% Many we have a white, a white man with a suit. I don't know who he is. Um, his poster, his photo <laughs> style looks like Fianna Fáil, so I'm going to assume that he's Fianna Fáil. He's making the Fianna Fáil face. That's the Fianna Fáil face. That's a fairly Fianna Fáil face. It's like teachers and guards. That's the, that's the Fianna the Fáil face. <laughs> the teachers and the guards. That's the Fianna Fáil face. Yeah. 10%, 10% we have a nice lady smiling. I don't know who she is. <laughs> I, oh, is that, so oh, sorry. The, the last lad was Billy Kelleher. I actually quite like Billy Kelleher. Um, he's like r- proper Cork City Fianna Fáil like he's like oh, Michal Cork. Martin's slightly oh. smarter twin like he's okay so classic classic Fianna Fáil like then he was like their director of elections in 2016 and I, I heard him on news talk quite a bit and I thought he was like fairly sound and I think yeah. his voting record is okay I okay. think he's one of my preferred Fianna Fáil people like if I was in Ireland South I'd consider giving him like a number 8 preference probably yeah which I don't do very often, but he's he's fairly good on abortion and stuff like that, as far as I know. Um, and then number 10, we have the woman smiling. Uh, Deirdre Cloon is her name, and oh, she's yeah. the other Fine Gael. Sure. Oh, there's actually three Fine Gaels running in South. Okay. Then there's another fellow called Andrew Doyle. Interesting. Why do they think they can get three in Ireland South, but only two in the Midlands, which is a bigger constituency as far as I know? Um, Maybe it's not bigger. I and guess Finnegill aren't. Like, you think yeah, if anyone was maybe they run, just didn't have anyone. Maybe in the West, but you could have run. You run Hildegard Nocton. Really? <laughs> could you run somebody from? She's up, probably not interested in. Where's Mary McGuinness from? Um, she's is she loud? So she's from the more kind of Midlandsy area. Yeah, right? and Midlands-y. then Maria's from Mayo. Yes. So they should have run a third from Donegal. Yeah. Run a third from like north, from northwest. Run a randomer. Yeah. From further up north. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so yeah. The third guy's Andrew Doyle. He's on 9%. So they don't know who's going to take that. Mick right. Wallace is on 8%. Ah, good old Mick. I'm surprised he's not doing better considering Ming is so popular. Well, he, but he, he kind of had some bad press recently, right? He did. So like, yeah. yeah and he, he's a bit, he his, his records, bankrupt, his records not clean. Yeah. Like he's not, yeah. I'd vote for him. I think. Really? He's just. A, he's like he's, I like Ming, but like I don't like Mick Wallace. Mick Wallace as much. is just kind of like all three of him, Claire Daly, and Ming are all sort of just. I like that they don't give a shit. I really like that. Yeah. I think they their priorities are straight, even if their practice isn't yeah. always the best. I probably vote for him. So. Um. So then in Dublin, which is where I am voting. Woohoo! We are on 22% for Francis Fitzgerald. Francis Fitzgerald is not a person that I like. No. I don't, I don't know. It's like everyone just forgot the whole... The whole Garda thing. And then she's doing this shit where she shows up to Darkness Into Light and preaches about mental health, even though she voted to cut mental health funding. But that's like the most Fine Gael thing it's ever. the most like. Fine Gael thing ever and people don't see it coming. But she also just, she's just campaigning badly. She's kind of just, she's living her best Hillary Clinton life to, yeah. the, to the fullest of what that means. She's yeah. making all the same mistakes of like, Pokemon go to the polls. 
Um, her photos are so airbrushed. She's just this whole... And obviously we shouldn't... I don't think it's fair to be like critiquing, critiquing certain elements of her campaign that are specific to her being a woman. Where a male Fine Gael candidate, we might not be like, oh, look at her face and the photos and whatever. But... I don't like that kind of thing where it's like, oh, it's the shrill center-right woman candidate. But, you know, I don't I don't like Frances Fitzgerald very much. I just, she doesn't seem very genuine about anything. No. Um, Mark Durkin is on 7%, which is dismal for Fine Gael. Dismal. It's very bad. He was the leader of the SDLP. He's yep. the deputy first minister of Northern Ireland. Yep. some reason, he's running in Dublin for Fine yeah, Gael. Weird, I didn't know who he was until two weeks ago. I saw photos of him and I assumed that he was a dub. And then I looked him up and I realized that he's got like a strong Northern Irish accent. I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah. oh, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Like he's obviously qualified, but Definitely. I just don't know why they thought people would vote for him over like a very well-known and liked Fine Gael in, in Dublin. Type. In Dublin. Yeah. It's, it's kind of a strange. So the polls in Dublin are weird then because we have the Barry, the Barry Andrews is on 18%. Barry Andrews resembles a sort wow. of... Uh, some sort of fish creature from Spongebob who does. sort of sticks his head up and goes, whoa, he doesn't really look like a human being. He's got a very particular look about he him. He looks like a fish person. Okay. He's very skinny and he's got a long neck. <laughs> I don't, uh, I don't care about him. Yeah, he's doing well, isn't he? He's doing very well, 18%. 18%. That's, that's the best pretty, of any Fianna Fáil candidates. Pretty good. And then 13%, we have Lynn Boyle and I very much like Lynn Boyle. I've met okay. Lynn Boyle and I think she's a really excellent MEP. She's been in for one term and I think she does a very good job. Um, and I am quite likely to give her a preference. At number at ten percent, we have Claire Daly. Claire Daly's bus ads say Daly is different, which makes me very happy. Seeing as my name is Daly, and I uh, I quite like Claire Daly. I think her campaign is is kind of edgy. It's got cool font choices, using pink font. Um, I think ten percent is great. I fair play to her. She's the Dublin Ming, and she is. I think uh, I've got no no issues with Claire Daly. I'm happy to see her do well as a as a as a left candidate. Sure. And then the green guy, Kieran Cuff, is at nine. I couldn't really care less about him. And then Alex White is at eight. White Alex for Europe. Alex White. White Alex for Europe. The uh, the guy who has a Russian flag as his background. <laughs> yeah. All the Labour MEP candidates do though. Yeah, they yeah. all have the same background. The but same he's the only stupid. one. He's the only one who put his surname before his first name, so it says White Alex. The guy in the West doesn't didn't do that. I don't know why White Alex did that. And uh, Gary, Gannon Gary Gannon is on like one percent. That's I don't understand. How is I would that even possible? Completely expect him to be in the nine eight percent range yeah. right now. Gary Gannon is so well liked in Dublin city centre. Unbelievable. He is such a great city councillor in Dublin, and there's such respect for him with anyone you talk to on the left in Dublin, North Dublin, that they really know and like Gary Gannon. He's always on TV, constantly on TV, and on the radio, on all sorts of political yep. programs. He's always standing up for the right causes. I genuinely, and he's running a really good campaign. He, he became very well known in the 2016 general election yeah. because he, he lost. lost by like 30 votes or something. Yep. He's such a good Dublin politician. I don't understand why he's not being seen as a good candidate for Europe. Because when we found out he was running, I texted you and was like, oh, Gannon's such a good Europe candidate. Yep. Like, that's, his per- that's a perfect that's thing for him to do. Literally the perfect And he's at like 1% in the polls. I don't get it at all. How and he's like got posters everywhere. He's got like his cool like the ginger gre- the, beard the, the out, ones, the, out, the, the mask of his ones. face. Yeah, they're cool. I don't understand the problem. What's going on? I'm baffled. I think... It could be 
a social democrats thing it could be a social democrats thing if he was running as an independent do you think he'd have doubled his figures i don't know if he would though i think the social Possibly. democrats are a slight hindrance to him but not that significant yeah. i think if you like gary gannon you're going to vote for you're going to vote for him either way I think yeah. um, it's interesting. The fact that I mean, Alex look, White is on it's eight. not the easiest constituency to be going up against when you're going up against uh, Claire Daly and Lynn Boylan and the and Greens then, are taking and all like, of his. And let's be honest, yeah. Francis Fitzgerald yeah. has a f- shite ton of votes yeah. because you know. But it's also like blah, 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 blah. she's not getting the Gary Gannon votes. I think Claire Daly and the Green Party guy are taking a lot of his votes. Yeah, but I don't understand why this sudden interest in the Green Party when Gary Gannon is running a campaign built on sustainability and climate action, mm. and Alex White at eight percent is that just Dublin Labour? Yeah, how is That's that just even? Du- just Dublin Labour is huge. Um, is it though? Yeah, it is. I think in Dublin, people were more willing. I think it feels like people in Dublin are more willing to look past the labor of the last ten years and look back to the labor that were like a good opposition. And Interesting. Alex White is somehow a beneficiary of that. Yeah. Um, I I have no time for Alex White. He's yeah, the worst version of labor. Yeah. Um, I don't get it because their whole rest of the country absolutely despises. The rest of the country despises labor. labor I think your man in the west will get nothing. You know, um, I don't get it. I, I I'm very sad for Gary Gannon because you know uh, we Gannon legend. I'm like Gary Stannon. <laughs> Gary. Um, yeah, that's a that's a very know. surprising to me. To be I'm, honest, I'm bummed about that. Um, I didn't. I didn't think he'd get it, but I thought he'd be in the top six. Definitely. I'm very annoyed. Maybe um, over Alex White. Over Alex White, I mean, I don't, I don't know. How was how Alex White beating Mark Durkin? I don't understand. Um, I didn't think Barry Andrews would do well either. No, I don't get it. I don't get it at all. It's just because um, he's, he's like, the eighth, only he's like fifth, fifth generation Fianna Fáil or something. Right. He obviously has a lot of people he knows. I don't know. Anyway, those are the European elections, you know. They're weird. They're weird and I'm, I'm interested, but I'm kind of also just like, ugh, same sort of bunch, like. Yeah. Um, but sure, if Mark Durkin doesn't get in in Dublin, it doesn't look like he will. Well, that's one less Finnegale person in Dublin. Yep. Uh, which is decent. Um, Nessa, Chil- Nessa Childers is retiring. She's very popular in Dublin. I don't really know anything about her, but she's retiring. She's been in there for a while, and she's very popular as an independent. Former Labour, I think. So right. Alex White's maybe getting some of her vote. Maybe she's in sort of shadow endorsed yeah, as a yeah. former Labour. But then again, that if people who are former Labour are getting current Labour votes, then we'd have to talk about is Roisin Shortall affecting Alex White's vote because, like, she's on she she's not really out there for Gannon the way she is for other the local candidates. It's true, actually. Gannon seems to be kind of maybe maybe by his own choice has sort of removed himself from the Sock Dems leadership for his Europe campaign. Possibly Sock Dems leadership seem to be. He focusing. doesn't need it either. He doesn't need it. I think Gary. Well, Gannish, maybe he does. He should be leader of the Sock Dems in theory. I mean, he is their most popular single candidate, probably. I don't know. Roisin Shortall is pretty popular. That's pretty well liked. She's my TD. She's an insanely. She's very, very well liked, but he's. Uh, she's an insanely well liked person across all parties as well. Which is she's well liked of... across all parties, but I think he's well liked across the country. I don't know, though. If Gary Gannon showed up in Galway, would people be thrilled to see him? I'm not sure. I always was, but. She she has. She's very. Yeah. Big, a big. Um, That's true. Constituency of Oh, and I know people in Dublin who are like. I know people in Dublin and, Kild- and in Catherine Murphy's constituency in Kildare yeah. who are not very. 
social Democrats inclined, people who would actually probably be Fine Gael adjacent, yeah. who say that they are very fond of those two women. Yeah. And I think having them all over the Social Democrats' local campaign is probably going to do pretty well for Social Democrats' local campaign. Sure. And I'd say that they'll take uh, some Sinn Féin seats and some Labour seats. Um, so, you know, fair play to them. Mm-hmm. We This podcast is the exact same age as the Social Democrats. We started the same month. That they were, uh, founded. they were founded. So it's kind of interesting. I, I do feel that this podcast has something of a a sort of um, parallel lifespan as the Social Democrats. And maybe it should. Yeah, that's true. Actually. And the day that they we, disband, we'll have to do our final episode. We'll have to do our final episode. We'll have now. Hopefully, it won't be next week. Hopefully, it won't be next week. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll have Gar- Gary Gannon on. Um, we should have Gary Gannon, Gary Gannon on. Gary now a member of Fianna Fall. For um, our <laughs> Uh, no, he's just got an independent. He, he wouldn't. He wouldn't do a Stephen. No, uh, absolutely not. Uh, Don, I mean, the weird thing in Dublin is you have the Workers Party, and they don't exist outside of Dublin. And trying to figure oh, out yeah. how they're different from PBP Solidarity is quite tr- tricky. But I actually really do like their candidates. Um, their local candidate here, um, her name is Kathy Shields, and she actually seems really good. And she was heavily involved in repeal and I like I like her stuff so I know Workers Party are like another cool alternative in Dublin but uh, cultural Marxism and all that <laughs> everyone vote Fine Gael for uh, the cultural, more of the same let's do cultural Marxists yeah they're great uh, what else do we want to do before we wrap this up uh, do you want to do US oh boy what's happening in the US oh we got our Democrat guys yeah, we got our Democrat oh, guys. 99% is going to rev up into action when the primaries begin, oh, baby. Oh, boy, oh, boy, first, oh, boy. First Democratic primary debate coming at you August, September, usually. Yeah. August, September, October. Joe Biden running for 2020. It's a very 99% sort of thing to happen. Yeah, you're the only person who uh, I've, I know who likes Joe Biden. Nah, I've, I've yeah. sort of, uh, I retract those comments. Oh, you retract those comments. I've Joe never Biden's when when Joe Biden uh, 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 st- said that he was running, they was like, "Woohoo, my man, Joe!" Yeah, so I was cool. like, well, "Yeah." Well, I was like, "If Joe is the is the nominee, I'd rather Joe than, uh, like, I don't know, like Yogi Bear, but like <laughs> Yogi Bear." But I wouldn't vote for him in the primary under any circumstances. No way. Yeah, I mean, my attitude to Joe is the same as my attitude to Hillary Clinton. Like, I'm like, "Oh, fuck Joe Biden," but if he gets the nomination, I'll be hyped for Joe Biden. I, I, I would prefer Joe Biden than Hillary Clinton. Yes, I would prefer Joe Biden to Hillary Clinton. Um, that doesn't say much. Doesn't though. say much. Uh, really, no, it doesn't I, say much. No, I want. I want Bernie Sanders to be the nominee. I, I but love, like, I love Bernie Sanders. Is he going to get it? No. Uh, He's going to be screwed yeah. over yet again. You never know. Like, why is he running again? He got so screwed nah, over. Yeah, I, I, I think he should run he again. Sh- Prove a sh- point. Prove a point. We don't back down. We don't back down from bullies. Yeah. He could have run as an independent. He should have run as an independent. But then they'd split the vote and Trump would get in straight away. That's the thing. Bernie's not that bad. Bernie, <sighs> if Bernie ran as an independent and him and Joe split the vote against Trump, then he would look so bad for the next five years. I know. Whereas he was like, after he lost the nomination, yeah. he was like, everybody needs to go and vote for Hillary Clinton. Yeah. And he was right. Everyone should have gone and voted for Hillary Clinton. If no one had voted for Jill Stein, Hillary Clinton would be president right now. Yeah. That's just a fact. Is that a good thing? It's better than, well, we've had this debate for years. You see, yes, yeah. I, think it, I think it is a good but, thing, but, yeah. But if, but Less if, people die if Hillary's president. 
It's just a fact. Less people would have died. Yeah, less people would have died. Yeah. Less people. People would have died, but less people would have died. Where? On the in cages where Trump keeps children crossing the border. What about abroad? Abroad, I think the same number of people would have died. The pretty much exact same. I think his military influence overseas has been pretty minor. And yeah, whereas she's hers known would have, to be quite heavy-handed. Yeah, but I think he, he he's just doing what the generals tell him, and the generals would be doing are just doing what Hillary Clinton would have done. So I think that stuff is more or less would be the same. Hillary Clinton would have been a rubbish president, but she wouldn't have been the worst president. Although arguably neither is he. I mean, but like, there's a strong argument to be made that Richard Nixon was a worse president than Trump, and like, um, know. worse okay. versus less harmful. Those are sort of ver- worst versus most harmful yeah, or different but, categories. But, you know, sometimes you need someone in an extreme in order to get... The other extreme? Yeah. Yeah. And Joe like Biden's not the other extreme. No, that's the thing, yeah. though. Is I, I feel like in the if we, in the worst case, mm. Trump presidency, yeah. we would have got, we wouldn't have gotten Joe Biden. Yeah. Um, But we didn't get a worst case Trump presidency. Yeah. So we're just back with the same old crack. I know that's fair, but uh, what about the others? Um, the other Democrats? I don't really yeah, care. About it. None of them are getting it, so I don't really care. Beto. Like, oh, those guys! I forgot about those two. Um, Beto and uh, Pete. I'm actually, I'm actually quite like. I think you Pete's, sent me a, a message being like, check out his, his website. Yeah, he's got all these fonts and stuff. It's very cool. It's mad. I Pete's don't know who cool. did. I like him. He's uh, a veteran first and gay second which is kind of amazing that like Fox News and shit don't seem to care that he's gay and married didn't even know he was gay yeah isn't that amazing that like the Democrat like third place guy is gay and no one's talking about it because he's also a veteran and the fact that he's the mayor of a small city is more interesting to the right wing media than the fact that he's gay and I think they're like the lack of bullshit about his being gay is kind of revolutionary and I think it's really cool yeah like, uh, I think he's actually, like, kind of setting a template now where, like, another gay person can run for a presidential nomination and it not be the headline. Imagine, like, 10 years ago, the, like, gay candidate Pete Buttigieg, and you didn't know that about him. Yeah. So, and that it's front, he's like decent. kind of like how uh, Leo Varadkar is a T-shirt and... Yeah, it's the same not, as Leo Varadkar. And he's yeah. gay and nobody... And Pete, Pete Buttigieg has also sort of issued a pretty decent statement about... Um, Israel-Palestine a few weeks ago, um, which I was kind of surprised by, considering he's, like, a veteran, and I thought he'd be quite pro, like, Israel-military complex. So, I don't know. Like, he's not going to be president, but I don't dislike the guy. Yeah. He's, I'd certainly rather him than Joe Biden. Sure. And then you've got um, the two women. um, Yes. And... Uh, Kamala Harris, according to my friend who is one of her constituents in California as a congresswoman or as a senator uh, who dislikes her enormously yes. and said that she's been very harmful for like poor black communities in California um, okay. and is not and her work as a judge was extremely harmful and Elizabeth Warren is just, you know. Yeah, she's just a Native American. She's a Native American she's just a, a Pocahontas. <laughs> so yeah. Great bunch of people. Oh, yeah, we're very excited. But as always, uh, 99% is the podcast of uh, Bernie Sandwars. And, uh, Bernie Sandwars. Oh, we're going have a new segment. We have a new segment starting, by the way, on uh, Where's the Damn Sequel called uh, Bernie Sanders Reviews the Film. Oh. And uh, it's going to be uh, me as Bernie Sanders reviewing the film. It's oh, no. It's going to be very good. And uh, check out the podcast. You'll be able to hear it very soon. Where's the Damn Sequel? Yeah. 
And uh, you got Where's the Damn Sequel dot com? Uh, no, I don't. It's just search for the Where's the Damn Sequel on Spotify. Sweet. There's no website. It's just a feed. You you, you use an anchor for that? Uh huh. Nice anchor rules. It rules. Um, yeah, I have literally never used a more Until user it friendly. Shuts down and then all, you lose all your podcast. All it's going to shut down because a lot of the, the big guns are using it now. It's really interesting. The fact that they were able to get on Spotify just means everyone's using it. Everyone the, in DCU uses it. But you I have think. to pay if you're a big podcast, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's but I think Anchor's really, money. I, I think Anchor's great. I think it's, it's um, cool. Yeah. I think it's it's easily the most user friendly way of putting up a podcast I've ever found. It does such things as it lets you backdate episodes, which. Um, so I was able to put up all of our old episodes. Oh, and backdate them. Oh, really? to their original upload date. Cool. Going back two years. Didn't realize you could do that. I thought you'd pay for mm-hmm. that. No, and you're able to go in and update the custom artwork, and it That's shows great. up in Spotify. So every episode of Where's the Damn Sequel has custom album art that shows up in Spotify, yeah, custom yeah. to the film that's being discussed. Right, right. You could do that. Uh, Sweet. Yeah, podcast. This is not sponsored by Anchor, but. Anchor's really, really good service for hosting your first podcast. So yeah, so I just uh, I just updated the ninety nine percent podcast website. Check it out ninety nine pshow dot com. Michael is still paying the domain fee every year. I don't know why. It but costs yeah. like nine quid. <laughs> it's still it's grand. I'll pay him back with free pizza. Um, it's uh, it's a beautiful new website. Check it out. We are the greatest podcast on earth. The word on is lowercase. Everything else is capitalized. <laughs> My OCD has just been triggered. Well, um, no, that makes sense though because, like, my rule for I don't know what do you use any rules for here. for capitalizing titles? Uh, I do. Mine I is, would have. Yeah. I would have. Um, my rule is basically if there's five words in a sentence and four words are capitalized, the fifth word gets capitalized just for consistency. Okay. If there's seven words in a sentence and three words are capitalized, then the other four can stay lowercase. Huh. It's basically just what looks, what's, I just go by aesthetics usually. I do it. If the word is is three letters or less, it doesn't get capitalized. Interesting. Yeah. So okay. that's why my on yeah. is not capitalized. Okay. Because it's. I th- yeah, I don't know where I read that okay, before. So but if I had the day the earth my... stood still. So the first, because the the is the first yeah. le- the first word yeah. in the sentence, you would then that have would get capitalized, but time. all other does uh-huh. would not be capitalized. Every other though wouldn't? Okay. Would not be capitalized. No, I disagree. Because it's three letters. Because, yeah, but there's more words that are capitalized, so I would just capitalize every word. If every if almost every word is capitalized, I'll just capitalize every word for consistency. Interesting. So I would have the on capitalized as well. Interesting. Yeah, I just remember our, I, I, our, our last episode was called Goonie Tunes. <laughs> it was. That's because we talked about lots of goons. Yeah, we on did. That episode. That I was probably using not, that word as much. Probably anymore. wasn't one of our best episodes, to be honest. Well, it got interrupted halfway through. Oh, it did. Yeah, and the audio quality was subpar. Yes, echoey, we echoey rooms. Because we're recording in an echoey room, whereas this um, time we're recording in a professional. Yeah. Studio, but go back to our go back through our, our feed on our website if you want, listeners, and listen to some of our old episodes. We've got really interesting interviews. There was recently a royal baby born. You can listen to Graham Smith trash the monarchy. That was episode one. You can listen to uh, who else is interesting? Social Democrats politician Nilo Tuhul talking yeah. about that party back when they were first set up. That was interesting. You've got Michael Nugent talking about teaching Catholic schools because that's always coming up as an issue in Ireland. You can listen to. Uh, I don't know. Uh, would what's his name? Woody Goff, or Rusty Goff, Rusty the, Goff. Uh, Oompa Loompa. You can listen to um, Michael Purcell, our teacher, talking about the education system. I think that's probably probably our best interview. Probably our best episode. 
as an overall, yeah, I think so. You can listen to Shane Barrera talk about Bernie Sand Wars. You can listen to Derek Clifford <laughs> in in a restaurant. That was the sixty six percent. You can Don't listen, listen to, to that. Uh, that was terrible. Yeah, those are like all our guests pretty much. So not opposed to having to doing interviews again for this podcast. Yeah. Especially if these facilities are available. On. Yeah. Um Noel Rock T D. Noel Rock buys. <sighs> the 99 yeah. percent causes me to have existential crises. <laughs> <laughs> so many hopes and dreams for this podcast, <laughs> and they were all crushed. They're all crushed, all entirely crushed. Thanks for we, tuning in. We were so positive in we're the so positive in the we early were, seasons we of yeah. yeah, doing the <sighs> show every week, talking about it was good. It's good. It's a good excuse to do something every week. Exactly, it was nice. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll be back at some point. With episode 24. Lou is revolutionary on Twitter. You are McAndrew Tweets? Yes. No. Old McAndrew oh. now. Really? Yeah. Well, I thought they... I thought At Old McAndrew, I think. Oh, I thought you changed them. I thought it was... Oh, yeah, you're right. You are Old McAndrew. I, I changed it to Old McAndrew because old I, was, McAndrew I was retiring. had a podcast. E-I-E-I-O. And on that podcast, he talked to Lucian. It's time to wrap this show up. Goodbye. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.